When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. The 50 goal man. 50 and beyond as the Oilers get set to take on the San Jose Sharks in a couple of hours here on 6.30. Chad, here's the current state of the scoreboard. Late in the second period, Ottawa, Montreal, 3-3. Sabres lead the Canes, 2-1. Maple Leafs up 5-1 on the Panthers. Austin Matthews has not scored. Mitch Marner has twice. He's up to 31. Also late in the second period, Rangers up 2-1 on the Devils. Blue Jackets and Flyers 2-2. Avalanche leading Pittsburgh 3-2. McKinnon with a couple to get to 24. After the first, Boston leads Detroit 2-1. And halfway through the first period, Predators up one zip on the Wild. Roman Yossi, who I got to tell you, folks, not only do I think he should win the Norris, I might vote for him for the heart. Islanders and Stars coming up later. Well, they start in a few minutes, and uh, we'll transition to the face-off show, bring Stoffer on after 7 o'clock as the Oilers and the Sharks start at 8.30. Craig McTavish checking in as he does uh, every couple of weeks for Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Mac T, it's always fun to have breaking news to talk about uh about a minute into my show the Oilers made it official Noah Philp from the Golden Bears has been signed uh I don't I, I don't know if you've seen Noah play at all but uh any thoughts here on this signing tonight well I have not seen him play and uh but I have heard all about him ad nausea from our favorite radio color man Bobby Stoffer <laughs> tells me a lot about this guy uh, I know he'll be uh, very excited to, uh, to to get him in the fold. Bob follows the, the Golden Bears uh, almost as heavily as he follows the Oilers, so uh, I generally trust his opinion on, uh, on, on those players for sure. And uh, even speaking with him as, as this morning, he, w- he was uh, touting the ability of this guy and the potential of this guy, so... Sounds like a good positive move for the Oilers. Tell me a little bit from your experience about the perpetual search for talent and the, um, I guess, commitment you might have to have to following a player's career because some players like Noah Phillip might look different at 22, 23 than they did at 17 or 18. Yeah, they change quickly. And... uh you know, they're, they're, they're usually found, there's, I mean, sometimes it's rare to find uh, gems at the NCAA level and even more rare at the uh, CIS level. But, uh, you know, if, if you can play, the scouts are going to find you. And uh, the players do develop, you know, we always talk about development itself not being linear. And uh, guys develop at different rates. And uh, 
you know, the CIS is, is, is a great avenue for later developing players that, you know, didn't get a look or didn't get a quality look coming out of junior. And you have to, you have to stay on top of these guys. Uh, you know, you look at Boston, who's in that market. There's so many college teams in the New England area that they, they have a bit of a competitive advantage there because when they go after players in that area, they generally want to stay. Uh, the players want to stay in that area. And, uh, you know, they're always augmenting their lineup with uh, two or three uh, college players, free agent players, drafted players out of the New England area. And it's it's a competitive advantage. And, you know, the CIS doesn't have uh, this, the same reverence as, as the NCAA from from pro hockey for, for the obvious reason that there aren't as many players uh, that make the transition to the to the NHL, but there are a few, and uh, generally the U of A, uh, especially with Ian Herbert's coaching, they're gener- they're they're always well prepared, and uh, you know they're 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 further along than I think a lot of other programs in the CIS because of the coaching, and uh, you know Bob tells me this guy's a six foot three. Uh, centerman he played wing this year that can uh, that can skate and has a great shot and so those are uh, those are really good qualities to start with yeah big guy for sure uh, I mean I, I watched a couple of Bears games at Nationals over the weekend and and he definitely uh, stood out unfortunately the Bears couldn't get the big goal they they needed to win it in double overtime but yeah this is an intriguing signing by the Oilers for sure I'll, th- I'll throw this one at you Mac T maybe uh, maybe you'll kind of roll your eyes and say, I can't sum this up for you. But, you know, when there is a player at, at 18 or 19 that you think isn't quite ready, is is there usually a trait that's often holding them back? I mean, is it the, 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 are they not able to play that heavy game or are they just half a step too slow? Like what often might prevent a guy, um, you know, from, from really standing out until he maybe gains some experience? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's all of those things. And generally, every player has one of them that is uh, holding them back. And, uh, you know, you seldom get it all at (laughs) at the NHL level. I mean, we have a couple players that did get it all, but you seldom get it all. And there's always something that you have to overcome. If you get size and speed, a lot of times you don't get sense or skill. And if you get skill and uh, sense, a lot of times you don't get size or power. Uh, so there's there's always something uh, that you're 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 trying to overcome, and uh, you know uh, competitiveness is something we were talking uh, today, or I was talking today with a buddy of mine about uh, Adrian Kempe in uh, in L.A. that. His draft year, like you could always see the speed uh, that this guy possessed and, and the skill level. But he, I mean, and he had size, but he just, he didn't compete at the level that, uh, you know, the, he, he was, uh, he, he wasn't a competitive guy at, at that level at 18 when he was drafted. But, you know, obviously he's, he's figured that out and most, players do i mean there are the odd exception of guys that are scared to compete but generally 
guys figure it out. You get to the next level and you start to build a little comfort level and you get tired of being uh, pushed around and bullied and hit and you start fighting back and you, you realize it's really not that bad to compete hard and fight back. And I mean, he's obviously a guy that that has developed that and has turned into a great player. So you're always trying to project the, whether the weakness uh, can, can be improved over time. I mean, and I think that's really an, a, a great attribute for a, for a, an amateur scout is to be able to project that. I mean, is it an exact science? Absolutely not. But over time, you you recognize uh, a skill set that uh, you think the player can work through and develop and turn into a pretty good player, and then and then you have something. But it's always it's generally always something that players have to work on. They seldom get it all. I'm interested hearing that about Kempe because, I mean, obviously the Kings have played the Oilers. I watched uh, after the basketball game ended, I watched about the last half of Calgary and L.A. Yeah. And Kempe is an irritant. Like he's, he, he's yeah. like he's unpleasant out there. Like I'm even like, man, like he was swiping at guys after scrums. And I'm like, like this guy's turning into a Claude Lemieux light out there. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and there was really none of that. But, you know, you, 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 as I said, you get tired of getting pushed around and, uh, you know, you, you see the benefits of going to those high traffic areas and you get rewarded there. And, uh, you know, it just uh, motivates you, incentivizes you to get back to those areas. And obviously he's done that. All right, Craig McTavish joining yeah. us on Inside Sports. Uh, Noah Philp has signed with the Oilers after a great season with the U of A. Well, he only played half the season, but had awesome numbers. Uh, you referenced Kempe from the 2014 draft. I'm going to transition to the Oilers' big pick from that year, Leon Dreisaitl. I know you have been asked thousands of times, including by me, about that pick, so I'm not going to go down that road as Leon hits 50 again. Uh, he hits it for the second time in his career. I am going to read you a couple of uh, quotes from a – from an interview uh, in San Jose that Jay Woodcroft did yesterday. And he had these quotes about Leon Dreisaitl. He has an endlessly curious mind. And then later on in his answer, Woodcroft said this of Dreisaitl. He's always... Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. He's craving information to make him better. Did you have that personal experience with Leon? Oh. Ah, uh, really, I didn't get my hands on him as a coach uh, yeah. at all. Uh, but, but just hearing uh, that, I guess, about, I think you know, that's Jay Woodcroft speak for continuing to give Leon information. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, double, double thinking it. And, uh, you know, Leon, the sense is just the, the thing that really stands out. Too. And you and I have talked about this before when 
excuse me, when he when he sees players at the ice level that you don't see sitting in the press box. So when he sees options and finds options that you don't see sitting in the press box with that panoramic view, you know, that's rare. And and he does that. He quickly processes. It's all the processing. And he's got an incredible intellect to play hockey. And, uh, I mean, there obviously have been players like that, Gretzky certainly being one, Lemieux being one, that Mark Savard had a credible intellect and playmaking ability. But it's, it is it is rare. And uh, he, he's got that. He's got a ton of strength. He's got all the qualities. When I say you seldom get it all, he's the exception that proves the rule. All right. Uh, another big one for the Oilers tonight as they're inching closer to clinching a playoff spot, Craig. So I want to talk to you about uh, their approach here in the final few weeks of the season. We're going to take a quick timeout. Craig McTavish is on the line for Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. <laughs> Oilers and Sharks, 8.30 tonight on 6.30. Chad will transition to the face-off show at 7.05. Bob Stoffer is going to hop on. We'll talk about the news of the day. Noah Philp signs a one-year deal with the Oilers after playing for the University of Alberta Golden Bears. Craig McTavish is on the line. Craig, as, as we move toward the playoffs here, and the Oilers still have to clinch, but they're in, in a good scenario here that they will get into the postseason. Um you know, how, how does a coach approach the final 10, 15 games? Do you need to make sure some some things are ramped up? Do you try to start doing anything tactically different that might uh, maybe opponents haven't seen throughout the season? I'll just kind of open the box there for you. Well, I'll guarantee you there's nobody comfortable, players or coaches, in the fact that they've – clinch the playoff spot at the, that they're given to get into playoffs. You're always looking behind you in this, in this situation. And, uh, you know, bad things, bad streaks happen. And uh, so I think their focus currently will be, and you hear Jay Woodcroft talk about it a lot, that their focus currently is on the next game. And you've always got to put the focus and the emphasis on the next game. Don't look beyond that. Keep accumulating the points. They've, we've we've now won uh, four in a row after uh, what was a, a, a pretty humiliating night in Calgary. And uh, you know the Oilers the the Oilers look really strong right now. I mean, uh, this this is a game tonight that would scare me a little bit. Because the Oilers, a lot of times in my mind, are a more dangerous team coming off uh, a loss. They generally, Jay's been able to focus them uh, quickly after a loss, you know, identify a few areas that they have to shore up and improve on. And the execution level is generally really good uh, coming out of some of the some of those losses like the Calgary loss where now they've rolled off four straight wins, but I'm sure they're not 
at all comfortable. I think the things that would be focal points would be obviously protecting leads, not self-destructing when you do have the lead, make the opposition beat you, make the opposition come through five guys. Don't burn players underneath the puck unnecessarily with with a uh, two or three goal lead, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense. You hear a lot that, you know, uh, prevent, uh, def- uh, prevent defense is prevent offense and you want to kind of play the same way, but that's, that's not true at all. There are, you, as a team, you have to have your hand on the dial of passiveness and aggressiveness. And, you know, you, the game is strategic as we've talked about a lot. And you have to play the game to win. And how do you adjust your thinking? Is Why do you adjust your thinking? You adjust it because of the score, the time in the game. And you never know what play is going to turn the momentum in the game. And the hockey gods, as I said the other night on the broadcast, you know, they, they punish stupidity and selfishness mercilessly. And they always have. <laughs> and you have to play you you have to play smart and uh you have to play the situation and i would think that that would be the one thing that the oilers really want to make sure that they have in their toolbox when the playoffs roll around is that they don't self destruct by making higher risk plays when you have a lead at a critical point in the game so is is that what happened against St. Louis, or or the Blues just a, a really good team that pushed back and and was able to to tie the game? I'm just wondering what you saw in that one because that you know that was got pretty tense there. They they did finally yeah. win it in overtime, but St. Louis pretty much took over the final two periods. Well, they did, and you 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 would expect that coming out after the first period where we just completely dominated them. So you know the coach is going to be amping up the pressure on the team to play a whole lot better. And, uh, you know, I I thought that all started on the penalty kill when we had the puck inside the blue line, the offensive blue line, and Nuge tried a a, a high-risk play on the penalty kill offensively, which the hockey gods, they don't like that. And, And it ends up going the other way. And, uh, you know, Thomas ended up scoring on the goal, scoring uh, on the power play. And all of a sudden, okay, it's 4-2. The momentum's shifted against a very good team uh, with a lot of pride. And, uh, you know, then, then, then the game's on. And our guys, you know, you get a little tighter in that situation and the other team gets a little bit more energy. And then the ice shifts, and it's, you're starting to skate uphill. They're skating downhill. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a story as old as the game itself. Craig, as, uh, as usual, I wish we had more time. But, as always, love your insight, love your passion for the team, and uh, enjoy the, the game tonight. And we'll check in in a couple of weeks, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Reed. We'll look forward to watching the game tonight. Hopefully they can... Build on that effort coming out of Anaheim, which was fantastic. 
Absolutely. Oilers and Sharks coming up at 8.30 here on 6.30. Chad Edmonton up to 40 wins on the season. San Jose sitting at 29. That is Craig McTavish. Joins us every two weeks here on Inside Sports. He is presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Just quickly updating the scoreboard here. Stars out to a 1-0 lead on the Islanders seven minutes into the game. After the first, Predators lead the Wild 3-1 in the second period, Bruins and Red Wings tied 2-2. Early in the third, Avalanche up 3-2 on the Pens. And the Blue Jackets and Flyers tied 2-2. After the second, Rangers leading the Devils 2-1. It's now 5-4. Maple Leafs leading the Panthers late in the second period. As uh, at one point it was 5-1 for the Leafs. High-scoring Panthers team trying to come back again. Senators and Canadians 3-3 after two. And first minute of the third, Buffalo leads Carolina 2 one okay thanks to dave campbell the producer of inside sports kellen kennedy of course your studio producer he's sticking around for the face-off show stoffer up next we'll look a little more at that uh, no philp contract that edmonton has signed tonight Six thirty, chad inside sports with reed wilkins weekdays at six on Six Thirty, chad